Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Emily. And this is Sandra. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls rewatch podcast. All right. Today's episode is episode six of season two, presenting Lorelai Gilmore. Uh, this is Jess, and I am up on the one-minute summary today. So let's Good see luck. how well I do. Let me know when the timer is ready, and I will give it a go. All right, I'm going to start the timer right now. Three, two, one. Jess is wearing a shirt that is cool, but apparently not cool. Uh, Rory goes to her grandma's after school and gets suckered into coming out, but not the LGBT kind. Um it means big poofy dresses. Lorelai's not into it, but Rory is. It means a lot to her grandma. Uh, she has to get Dean to be her escort. They have to convince him to wear tails. And she wants her dad to present her. Christopher agrees. Wow. And he actually comes to Stars Hollow. Wow. He actually does what he's supposed to do. Done. Wow. <laughs> that's all I got. I mean, I mean, I that's a bit it about it, right? Did anything else happen? I mean, also, Richard and Emily fight, like, constantly. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, Richard and Emily, yeah. There's some dancing that happens. I'll accept I didn't, I don't think I got everything in that one. <laughs> I was okay, just so caught a- up in the Christopher hate. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Honestly, totally fair. Um, I don't believe you succeeded, unfortunately. I think that was a point. I think I got myself a yeah. point right there. I would agree, you just because point. I feel like the Richard and Emily fight is a very big storyline in this huge. episode. Unfortunately, too big. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. But we will talk about that. La, 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 Yeah, this is uh, presenting Lorelai Gilmore. And it really does center around Rory coming out in the debutante way, not in any other way. Yeah, so definitely, I guess, now, I kind of almost want to look up the history of coming out in that term, and whether Mm -hmm. that term was already being used in 2001. Because if it was, was it like some kind of joke? But no one took it that way. Like, and it was yeah. said twice. And I thought both times Christopher and Lorelai both said of what? As the yeah, response. Right? Yeah. It wasn't like of the closet or anything mm-hmm. crass like mm-hmm. that. 
Um, Which so. we just addressed how many gay shows or gay jokes this show likes to throw around. So if that was a thing, I'm surprised they didn't go for it. Yeah. So, so quick yeah, Google search says the present day expression coming out is understood to have origin originated in the early 20th century. So oh, okay. that's like 1900s, okay. right? Yeah, that's the 1900s. Mm-hmm. I always get the centuries yeah. confused. Interesting. I'm like, subtract one. <laughs> it's always one that? before. Right? It's like fiscal years. It's all messed up. (laughs) But we start this episode at Friday night dinner. And unfortunately, the new maid um, is very anxious. Lorelai immediately makes fun of this girl's name. Like, two seconds in. Liesl is a name. Like, full stop. I'm confused that, like, they... This is the first time I've ever... I think we've ever, like, oh, you're new. What's your name? Kind of like aside from the whole name conversation at dinner one day when she's getting called, the maid's getting called the wrong name. Like it just it kind of threw me off because it just feels like yeah. they're surprised that there's a new maid here. But like, isn't that the norm? It shouldn't be. Yeah, I think they were surprised because she was like timid and didn't seem to expect or like them. yeah she didn't say like come in yeah. Also, yeah. if you had just started and immediately. Uh, the people who you were working for were just fighting constantly. You would also probably be like a little bit on yeah. edge and not quite certain. Because what Richard and Emily literally like we get into the house and they're fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a bad fight. Yeah. And it's yeah. Richard not caring at all about Emily's day to day. He does not no. think that she her day to day compares to his at all which is very 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 different from a scene we will get in the future of if my wife wants the first cup of tea she gets the first cup of tea like Mm -hmm. yeah this is not this Richard. yeah yeah and at the very end or not the very end at the end of this episode we like get a little bit more background about like maybe why richard is acting this way Mm But I still don't think that, like, the ends justify the means in this situation. I think that he's he's utilizing him being in a weird spot at work to... Demean Emily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a weird power thing. Yeah, it is. And it's the, I'm the man in the house, and you're just the woman that is here. Yeah. Kind of thing. Social engagement... Not yeah. as important. Like it, these words are just out. Yeah. And poor Emily. Like well, and Emily makes the point. Emily too. matters. She's like, I am on the board of every single one of these events. Mm-hmm. They're all charity right. events. They're all charity organizations. It's not like sh- they literally just go drink tea and leave. Like they're planning events. They're mm-hmm. raising money. They're, as we see in the future, this is essentially a job for her without the yeah. actual job title. I guess I don't know. I'm like I literally work in nonprofit events, yeah. and if we had board members who repeatedly didn't show up to functions, it would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, like okay. if yeah. yeah, if you if you don't attend when you're supposed to attend, like there are rules, there are like bylaws. Mm-hmm. Being on a board isn't just like a name; it's there are rules associated with it. So Emily could get in trouble if she repeatedly skips events. Yeah, yeah, and she kind of is getting in trouble. Because she's yes. missing out. Mm-hmm. She's not. Yeah. And, you know, the the tape recorder bit is a little funny. Like, it's huge. I mean, yes. I love mm-hmm. uh, the one thing I do love about these types of fights, not that they're great, but, like, it just shows so much where Lorelai got her wit. 
and it's always from Emily. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. One thing I'm gonna, I want to note is they have these beautiful stained glass windows leading up the stairs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, that I don't think were ever there before, or if they were, they were never um, focused on the camera. Well, they I don't think really we get pretty. this angle very often. We didn't even see. No, I don't think the so. house didn't even look like this until the beginning of season two. Like it got a complete That's rework. True. So we've only had what five mm-hmm. episodes? What ep- what episode number is this? Yeah. Six. This is six. Um, and some of them didn't even have Friday night dinners. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lorelai anyway. <laughs> um is acting pretty immature. I guess super I mean, she's uncomfortable just like, when my parents fight, and she's like yeah. reveling in it. Oh yeah. She really is. And Rory is like, should we leave? And Lorelai's like, no. She's making references to, like, Broadway and stuff. No, Lorelai's having a great time. And when her parents essentially catch on to the fact that they are being watched, they are uncomfortable because that was a private fight that they were having. Mm -hmm. And Lorelai is literally calling it dinner theater. Like, oh, Lore. Um But then we don't actually see any of dinner this time. It's nope. just the lead up to dinner, and then mm-hmm. we go into credits or into, into the, the opening intro, yeah. sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we actually start the next day back at Luke's diner, mm-hmm. where Lorelai is reading Rory's homework, an essay, or maybe an article to the Franklin. It was never really. Yeah, um, it wasn't she's reading something that's what it was. Yeah, no, but Rory's having some major anxiety over this. And so I really feel for Rory in this moment. You know, I remember being in high school and you like being so scared that your writing is just crap. Mm-hmm. And having your mom read it and your mom's like, it's great, but it's your mom. Yeah. So you're like, eh, is it actually great? Yeah. And Rory actually makes a great point while she's talking about this. She says something about like, you can't just say everything is perfect. Like, you can't just send me out into the world mm-hmm. only praising me. And I thought, honestly, like, you're right. <laughs> And it, that's true. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if somebody gave you a little dose of the real world before you got there? Mm-hmm. Because as well, she, we know, when Rory gets there, she is just not prepared. Yeah. Well, she literally says, like, am I going to be working at CNN or am I going to be a person with a basket holding sandwiches? Yeah. And it's like, unfortunately, Girl, you're neither. <laughs> where you end up. <laughs> I don't even think you're allowed in the building. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I can't decide but, if this you know, is like we have a ways to go. Do you think that line is like meant to be foreshadowing, or it just kind of ended up there? I mean, I think it. I don't know how far out this show was planned. I know we always knew that, like, what was it? The final four words. Mm-hmm. Like, she always yeah, knew she was the pregnant. final four words. But I think the things got muddy in the middle, especially when we like changed writers mm-hmm. for a season. Like, mm-hmm. so who knows if this is truly the way that it would have gone but i don't know if it was foreshadowing yeah um (laughs) we do get in this same scene one of our two glimpses of the boy he's here and i love those scenes so so jess comes downstairs and he's wearing a skull green skulled metallica shirt Mm -hmm. and just like a metallica shirt okay with it (laughs) yeah like he thinks this is the most inappropriate thing he's ever seen and yeah. he's immediately like, go upstairs. Oh, Jess gives such good sarcasm. Yeah. And he also does not want to be here. I he, mean, it looks it like... Oh, it's... I see it. Yep, yeah, that one. Sorry, Emily has pulled up the pictures. Um, 
but yeah, it's. I would just say it's a Metallica shirt with a skull on it. Um, Wait, but Luke reacts. What is that in the center? Like, an eyeball. What's, what's it supposed to be? Yeah, an eyeball. Oh, it, yeah, it's like a skull eating an eyeball, like biting an eyeball. I guess. I uh-huh. mean, sure. I guess that's kind of gross, but just like the way that Luke and also Lorelai and Rory react to it, it's like he came downstairs with like I don't know, like a swear word or something. Like they just all act yeah, like it's so wildly inappropriate. It's like no, just have him put a flannel over it. He's good. Also, Spoiler this is a hundred percent a T-shirt that I could see Lorelai owning just to mm-hmm, annoy right? Emily. I mean, they both say "great yeah. man." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but it is a tense moment, and Luke is scolding him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and Luke, uh, when they first get to the diner, Luke is like kind of in a huff because he was expecting Jess's help, mm-hmm. but Jess hasn't showed up yet. And then when Jess finally does show up, Luke immediately sends him away. So it's like, okay, dude, pick your battles. Like, (laughs) is it more important that you have help at the diner or important that he looks professional when the owner wears a t-shirt and a backwards ball cap every day? Well, and like, Like, we see Caesar, who I assume is Caesar, wearing an apron a lot. Why don't you be like, you know what? mm -hmm. If you want to wear that, fine. Go put an apron on. Put an apron on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Problem solve here, Luke. (laughs) I don't know. But um, we go over to the Gilmore residence, I think. Yes. It was like their yes. backyard. And it's the DAR. Yep. Um, there's some maid talk. Apparently, anxious maid got fired, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. Poor, poor, poor thing. Um, and then Emily makes a Lorelai joke. She says, um, I don't have the exact quote, but it ends with, and you have to sacrifice a virgin on your way out. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right? She's like, clean this, wash the dishes, sacrifice a virgin on the way out. Yeah. yeah. One of the DAR ladies is like, oh, the things you say, which is essentially what she says to Lorelai all the right. time. Mm-hmm. It's like, like mother, like daughter. Um, but Emily finds out that she has been missing out on a lot of important social things mm-hmm. through missing these events like it find she finds out that an acquaintance of hers had an entire secret family and they broke up in public like so and never this truly drama. bishop person never once mm-hmm. do they complain about the man it's always the concubine in salisbury the tramp it's yep it's like mm, sounds like she didn't know and when she did so this truly bishop, the way that it's found out is by a letter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it says that little tart sent her a letter. Who else finds out about an affair through a letter? Uh, Lindsay from Ooh. Rory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the second time that a direct thing gets mentioned in this episode about Rory. Interesting. Yep. And I wonder if Emily Gilmore would call her granddaughter a little tart. No, because I can guarantee you Emily also no, never not. never knows what happens with Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. True. I mean, they have the, they have the priest come purposeful. in at some point to try to talk about mm-hmm. her gift. Yes. Um, but anyway, for that uh, <laughs> the DAR ladies are just catching up and being extremely wealthy waspy Mm -hmm. ladies Mm -hmm. um and rory appears because she has come to pick up a book from her grandpa Mm -hmm. 
And the ladies get a good look at her, and they think she is just absolutely beautiful, which is true. Mm -hmm. Alexis is stunning. Um, But it prompts them to wonder, oh, is she going to be coming out at the Daughters of the Daughters of the American Revolution ball or whatever it's called? The DDAR? Yes. And I've been to the DAR building in Washington, D.C. It's an interesting place if you want to look at, like vignettes of past times but yeah it's something that's important to emily it's something she hadn't considered before and rory's kind of okay with the idea why do you think that emily never considered it like you would think it would be on her mind at least i mean i would think so yeah i imagine that she literally had to drag lorelei kicking and screaming to these things well, Laura didn't do it because she got pregnant. She started though. That was like, what, yeah, because she, she had the dress had done, and everything. Like it, yeah. they found out because she, the dress didn't and fit. she couldn't fit into yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, But I mean, they even I would mentioned say, it in the episode later on with Christopher. I wasn't going to give her my yeah. method of getting out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but like after that experience, I'm sure that it wouldn't have even been thought something she would have considered as an option. Well, what's funny is. The look of terror on Rory's face when all the women like are staring at her. Look at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just like, um, but then in the next scene, when we get to Lorelai, Lorelai's doing her homework. She's studying. Lorelai immediately thinks, "This is horrible. I'm getting you out of this." Mm-hmm. And Rory mm-hmm. does not look horrified. No, it's like golf with her grandpa all over again. Mm-hmm. Like Lorelai cannot conceptualize a world in which doing this is not a terrible thing she can't imagine and she even says i ran away from these things and i thought you would be running with me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you're different people that's gonna be the theme of this show i think yeah i think Mm -hmm. this hits the nail of rory fits into that world lorelei does not i think it's another thing too rory's point on it is it's important to grandma that i do it I don't care either way, so why shouldn't I? Whereas Lorelai's yeah. point on it would be, well, Emily would love it, so I have to not do it. Like, Lorelai mm-hmm. won't yeah. do things out of spite. Rory's just yeah. like, nah, why not? Which, that's, like, always the way that I've tried to be. Like, if it's important to somebody else, and it, like, really doesn't matter to me, it's not going to be a huge drain, like, why not? Why not do something when you know it's going to be special to somebody else? But I know lots of people who don't feel that way. Who are more on the Lorelai side where it's like, if it's even slightly an inconvenience, I'm not willing to mess with it. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see the difference between the girls there, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on Rory's side on this. Yeah. It's, it seems like it would honestly be something that would be kind of fun, especially if you only had to do it once. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little old fashioned, but you get to dress up and obviously her dad shows up, which is kind of something that comes up later in this scene well that's what um is going on in the scene is that rory sits down starts reading the pamphlet and realizes oh crap daughter i need my dad daughters are supposed to be presented by their dads yeah and christopher doesn't have the best track record Mm -hmm. actually i don't even know if he has a record on the track if there's a track record to be had like the man is not available for these girls yeah and lorelei calls him out on it on multiple, that phone call on multiple things first mm-hmm. of all like she calls the phone number that she has for him and it's not the right phone number it's yep. disconnected 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But magically, it does tell her the correct number. Well, that's remember. how it used to be. Did it? Yeah. Like, back in the day, when um, phone numbers were disconnected, they would give you the new number. Like a forwarding number. If, huh. if they mm-hmm. had one. Because there, yeah. there wouldn't always be. So, I think we can assume at this point, then, that they haven't talked since the bachelorette party. And then maybe letting him know that it was canceled. Yeah, or at least that was, that was she Rory. has not called him. No, yeah, exactly. Because it seems like, or actually, because later on, Rory knows that he has a girlfriend. But I don't know mm-hmm. if that's something that they had a phone conversation about, or if it was something he told her, like, while they were hanging out while he was in town. I feel like but, it's the latter. Yeah, I yeah. assume just that. And then, well, Lorelai calls him on not, you know, he's like, oh, I haven't heard from you in a while. And she's like, the phone goes both ways. And his response was, well, I figured with a wedding and the canceling of the wedding, I'd give you space. It's like, yeah, you have a daughter there, too. <laughs> yeah. She could have probably used her dad at this point yeah. in time. And well, instead, you're like, Laura, no, I'm going to give him space. Like, she goes in almost insultingly in. Like, she, and, like, he deserves it. But, like, the things she's saying are, like, straight up, like, you're not a good dad. Yeah. You're not here for Rory. She wants this one thing. Do it for her. Otherwise, like, what are you even doing with your life? And he's like, yeah. I'm in Boston. I'm working. I'm doing great. Okay, I'll be there. I'll definitely be there. I'll definitely Which, be there. Which afterwards, the girls think that that means 50-50. Which really tells you something about right? Well, Laura even goes, I would, he definitely said definitely. I'd give it 60-40. Like, that is an absolutely awful thing to have to say about somebody's dad yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's exactly that's reality unfortunately for a lot I, of people yeah well one of my brothers he's technically my half brother but my dad adopted him that's how his biological dad was like mm-hmm. i remember him Arch. sitting at home on his like on or sometime around his 16th birthday because his bio dad was supposed to come and like help him fix up his car and they were gonna have like a whole day together dude never showed never called like, I remember yeah. seeing my brother just sitting on the front porch waiting for him. And, like, that was the turning point for him where he was just like, F it, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm sure that that was, like, little Rory, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Little Rory waiting for her dad because he's supposed to come for this or come for that or waiting for him to call. Because Lorelai's like, you don't call when you say you're going to call. You don't show up when you say you're going to show up. Mm-hmm. Like, do this one thing for her. Mm-hmm. But Rory's and- not there yet at that for lack of a better term, F that kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. She's still at the my dad can be a dad. We so don't yeah. really we don't really see her get to that point until the Suki's wedding. So the end of the season, I guess, I think, is when mm-hmm. that happens. And even There's then There's gonna be a shift. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Christopher is in and um the next scene we see is well we've got Christopher in, check. Now we need to get an escort. <laughs> and, of course, Rory is dating Dean at this point, so mm-hmm. he's the Logical. obvious choice. Okay, and first off, th- let's let's just think of, like, fine, she's dating Dean. He's the obvious choice. If he, if she was dating Jess, this would not even Oh, no, happen. this wouldn't oh, even yeah. be close. Absolutely not. not. In no way. No. But if she was dating Logan, Logan would not have a problem with any of He'd this. He'd be all in. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure Logan is already walking some of these girls <laughs> right in there. I was like, is Logan here? Too. 
Like, if I watched this show as it aired when I was younger, I can totally imagine writing a fan fiction where Rory and Jess are together and Jess, like, (laughs) shows up at the last second, like, doing, like, the bad boy with a heart of gold thing. I could see myself right Instead that. of a tux, he has a leather jacket and all the wasps right? are like, what And the immediately hell is gets this? kicked out. <laughs> Shows up in jeans. Yeah, but... But now it's Dean. Know, we are with Dean. And they are trying to um, convince him that a tux can look cool by showing well, Lane him... Lane is there. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, Lane is there because she's helping with this for like a minute. Lane gets like... 60 seconds of screen time in this episode yeah I don't know. yeah but they're trying to convince him that a tux can be cool look at neil young because neil young neil yeah young. um but then it turns out it's not a tux it's tails it's the full-on it's gloves <laughs> i have to say though like there are parts of the the conversation that i'm not a fan of but like i totally get dean not wanting to be a part of this yes yeah. like the the fight back on of him not wanting to do it just screams typical teenage boy. Yeah, this is I a pretty that. big thing. I mean, just like the outfit, the dancing, it's so completely out of his comfort zone. And mm-hmm. we have to remember, the last time that Dean tried to be a part of this world with that dinner with Emily mm-hmm. and Richard, it was really terrible. Bad, well, that's the yes. second time. The first time he goes to the dance at oh, Chilton yeah, dance. almost gets in a fight yeah. with Tristan and it ends with them, like, obviously having a fun night for them at Miss Patty's, but mm-hmm. ends in a huge fight between everybody. Yeah. My problem with Dean in this scene is that everything with him is a barter. Everything yeah. with yes. him is like, he needs to be pla- placated and it sucks. I don't mm-hmm. think like, that it's totally fair that Rory has to give him a month of battle bots for oh, one night. Oh, the rest night. of your yeah. life at the end of it. Yeah. Like, because like, of the this dancing? is not a fair, yeah. a fair trade-off here. Like, I, I get, I get him not wanting to do it and having some kind of trade-off, but like, that's like, well, you have to commit your rest of, the rest of your life to me for this one night. And dancing lessons. Not enough. Yeah. Uh, Dean seems to be grudgingly accepting the idea. And Christopher shows up. He in a Volvo. actually shows up. He shows up in Edward Cullen's Volvo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but he's The there. only two men that I know of in Volvo. <laughs> he's there on time in a car. I want to back up real quick to the conversation about when Lorelai's like, well, I guess we got to get you this and this and a dowry. I don't know. (laughs) I read, I personally read tons of historical romances is my bread and butter. So like, I am super familiar with what that term is, but I know it's Mm -hmm. not included in references today. So I just want to throw this out for anybody who does not know what a dowry is. A dowry is what a bride's parents would pay to a man or a man and his family for him to marry her. Yes. In case you're wondering involving goats. how backwards. Well, exactly. And it's so funny because she gives her, I think it's yeah. like a cream. It's like a porcelain cow like, or something. It's like yeah. a cow. And like <laughs> livestock is often part of a dowry. Mm-hmm. So it was honestly perfect. But. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, in case anybody was wondering what that is, just. Anyway. So continue. Chris arrives and this car is blowing Lorelai's mind. Um, Lucas wishes he had the sound system. <laughs> but uh, okay, he brings a present 
And this is a yes. long overdue present. Um, mm-hmm. It is the Oxford English Dictionary, the compact Oxford mm-hmm. English Dictionary. And it's huge, mm-hmm. first off. <laughs> um, but, like, I'm weirdly, you know my feelings about Christopher, but I'm glad he gave it to her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It is late. I am glad he gave it to her. However, that being said, it sucks being a child and getting presents a year later. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's also supposed to, like, because we don't have any real backstory. We just know that he's moved to Boston um, for a job. And Lorelai was surprised by that. We're surprised that he showed up. He has this gift that was too expensive for him last time. I think it's all a way of, like, kind of trying to show, not tell, that Christopher's mm-hmm. doing better. Um, because the way that Lorelai approaches his car, it's like, oh my gosh, you're driving a Volvo? It's like, yeah, he's driving, like, probably a, a new car at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, he's doing okay. We don't need to drag him for this car. I will never defend this man, but having <laughs> a car and not having a motorcycle <laughs> is not, like, a detriment. Especially when he shows up when he's supposed to. Um, And this kind of sets off uh, a weird tone with Lorelai and Christopher for the rest of the episode. It does. Um, I'd say the rest of the season almost. Well, Mm -hmm. I feel like the revelation of Christopher's relationship at the end kind of puts a, a wrench in it. But like up until that point... It feels like mom and dad are home. Yeah. Well, yeah. I we'll, we'll get to this fight in the future. Um, but Emily at one point says to Lorelai, it should have been you. And I wonder if this, when Chris throws the wrench in this whole thing at the end of this episode, Lorelai had to have already been thinking that. Mm-hmm. Like, he yeah, finally definitely. gets himself together for somebody else. Yeah. Oh, I know I would be. That exact line is reused later on. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Emily literally says to Lorelai, that should have been you about Christopher. Yeah, she so, does. Like, yeah. So, um, but we'll, we'll get there. Well, yeah, sorry. For now, um, there's no passenger side airbags. Because the man yeah. might get a new car, but he's not responsible. No. He can't go full adult. <laughs> of course no. not. He's still Christopher. He still has some real, real bad stuff he's going to do. Speaking of weird stuff that's happening, um, we go over to the Gilmore residence and Lorelai and Emily bought 12 pairs of pantyhose. Because she might get a run in them? Like, and Lorelai makes a good point. That would be a lot. It would take a lot to go through 12 pairs of pantyhose. What does Emily think Rory is going to be doing? at this coming out ball maybe if like the fan dance gets violent i don't know (laughs) i mean maybe katie finally flips because of that scab on her face well poor katie or the midori sours are uh, oh my gosh everywhere yeah but anyway uh richard is still being just the worst he's he's working from home which I feel like is weird. Yeah. It's weird because Lorelai's surprised by it. Emily's kind of like, okay. whatever about it. But Emily gets him new cufflinks for Rory's coming out, which you would think 
Richard would be excited about. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even want to look at them. He has no interest in them. And, I, like, I've been there before where you're trying to do a nice thing for somebody that you care about. And they're just, like, over Don't it. Don't care. Yeah. And I know that feeling Emily had where you're, like, your heart okay, just kind of breaks. Not, this is not mm-hmm. matching my expectations. This is not how I expected this to go. Mm-hmm. And she's clearly embarrassed. And Lorelai's there. And Lorelai's, like trying to be a good daughter and like ask about it but they're Mm -hmm. not there yet it's just awkward yeah and emily always needs to stay with the we're fine everything's fine Mm -hmm. even though you literally just saw us not be fine we're fine i gotta go pick up the tux now like Mm -hmm. because yeah richard also refuses to pick up his tux she yeah, had already to, to go even slightly participate in any of this. Yeah. Do you think it's just the work stuff, or does he honestly just think that this whole coming out business is stupid? Maybe he's remembering Lorelai and the fact that she didn't come out um, because of the pregnancy, or is this just work? I mean, I think that there is something about probably the all of these events in general that he's tired mm-hmm. of. Um, which, I mean, it would be a lot, right? Especially if you're yeah. not actively involved in them. But I think it is supposed to be the work stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing for me is it just feels so completely out of character for him at yeah. this point. Because mm-hmm. he is supposed to be so enamored with Rory mm-hmm. that he yeah. would do anything for her. And yet this special once-in-a-lifetime thing is happening and he just has – he's so disconnected. It kind of makes me wonder, too, if Chris hadn't shown up – um at w- would they have asked richard and would he then have become more involved in it or at least less combative against it which yeah. by the way going back to that conversation of like if it can't be dad um we can call the cable, the cable guy, guy. We can call richard. taylor taylor like, yeah she's taylor <laughs> like the first person well, or richard would have been the first seems... thoughts i feel well, like richard would have been the first thought and then after richard not taylor but Luke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's Is more Luke than anything just, just Luke supposed from to Luke Steiner? show the ridiculousness of Christopher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For lack of Christopher. Uh. Uh, up next, we are back at Miss Patty's, and uh, it is time for a dance lesson. And it's a dance lesson that's yes. not going well. And so <laughs> there is a joke made where... There is. Well, I don't know if it's the same joke, but where Rory says, I'm not very good, and Dean says, which is a problem because I'm a natural. Do you think he actually can dance? Oh, no, I think it was was said in a very sarcastic tone. (laughs) Okay. I was just, I couldn't read him because sometimes he's just like weird like that. But yeah, so Patty is trying to teach Rory and Dean how to dance together. And it's. Well, the joke I was going to bring up is that. Miss Patty makes a weirdly sexual joke to these two teenagers that look at her like, what the hell, after that expression. (laughs) Well, because she's talking about spotting, which is something that dancers do where they Mm -hmm. have a focal point that they return to every time they spin to keep themselves from getting dizzy. Mm -hmm. Which, when you're dancing as slowly as Rory and Dean were doing, you don't (laughs) Don't have to do. Um, But (laughs) Miss Patty does say... She always likes to pick a lonely seaman. And she does say S-E-A-M-A-N. But I don't know if anybody if else... she meant it that way. 
I well, think it was just said to run past a hello sailor. The hello, hello sailor. sailor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's like a classic Patty moment. Um but here comes a moment where I I say mom and dad are home, right? Mm-hmm. Where Chris and Lorelai come in, coffee's in hand, like their outfits kind of matching and they're there the to watch their little lead. girl, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they see how bad they're doing, they just jump Do right it. into it. And they're yeah. great. They're great mm-hmm. together. I don't think that was a Viennese waltz, um, <laughs> but they did a great job dancing. I imagine that's something that they have been getting trained to do since they could walk. Yeah. Yeah. Something that they still haven't let go of. Yeah. They, they're they a very good looking couple. I'll mm-hmm. give them that. Mm-hmm. But focusing on Rory and Dean just for a sec, Dean gets too easily mad at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rory always has to placate him, and like it just—I don't like how she treats him. I don't know if it's that she treats him this way, but he seems like a two-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Sometimes with a two-year-old, you kind of have to give them a little bit so that they calm down. That's mm-hmm. how it feels like with Dean. Dean's emotional maturity is not quite on par with Rory's. Um, which is weird because we often see him treated as the more mature of the two, but in, in the face of any kind of adversity, Dean crumbles. Like, Dean doesn't know how to handle not feeling good. Yeah. Um. Toxic masculinity comes to mind. (laughs) Yeah. To his credit, he does do the thing, right? He shows (laughs) up, he does the dance, he wears the suit, but he doesn't do it without you know grumbles bribery grumbling yeah <laughs> yeah and i think christopher nailed it on the head he is not a strong male lead yeah true and i almost feel like it's a a fourth wall break mm-hmm. of like <laughs> well really not that great to be fair yeah. it's hard to be a strong male lead when this is like what the first day of him ever even trying this right? one would assume yeah oh i so meant like, to just I like did in ballroom. the show oh. yeah <laughs> Yeah. I did ballroom in college. I loved it. Um, I mean, some people are natural. Some people it takes time. But, like, the thing is anybody can really ballroom dance. So it's not that Dean and Roy are not capable. It's that I don't know how hard both parties are trying. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Does, um, yeah. slightly off topic here, does anybody else think that Dean's sweater looks like it might be a little tighter than than what it has been in the past? I mean, oh, he's yeah, wearing it's no slightly... longer that huge thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slightly more form-fitting clothes. Well, we have the king of form-fitting has moved into town, so now we have to get a little bit closer to the body. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, Dean's body, uh, no, I'm Ow. sorry. <laughs> it was Chris that Miss Patty was hitting on, not Dean, which would have yes. been way more inappropriate than Mm-hmm. Hitting on Chris, um, fair, but she does hit on Chris. Patty says is inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, and Chris kind of gives it back. Um, oh which, yeah, oh yeah. Admittedly, is cute. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and then there, he, he talks about a chai latte that he got from Luke's. And which, um, <laughs> like the thing is, I bet season one Luke would, would totally it. be able to make a chai yeah. latte. Yep. This Luke. Not so much. No, no. no this is I'm... diner guy. Yeah, this is, this is uncultured diner guy. Diner guy. 
<laughs> um, but they have another talk about work and how work is stability. And you know what? I, I really relate to that right now of like mm. being in your 30s and having all your 20s think, I don't want to go to a same place every single day and like be in a cubicle. And now you're just like, but you kind of want a stable life. Yeah. <laughs> and to I'm have a stable lie. life, you kind of need money. When I got my first job after serving for like six years, that was like a Monday through Friday, eight to five kind of thing. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I, I And I would have been like 22 at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I loved the stability of it. Yeah. Well, and for Chris, who's not somebody who really ever had to work for anything mm-hmm. in his life, it's it's something he had never considered, right? When you're raised the way that he was raised, going to an office and, you know, working for your money is not something that he ever even considered. And so it's a surprise, a genuine surprise to him that he enjoys it. Yeah. And it's also a surprise to Lorelai because that's not the guy that she was in love with you know well christopher has done so many failed business ventures right Mm -hmm. but he always had a backup and that backup is his parents yeah Um, like no uh sugarcoating it's just that he's rich that's his backup like it sounds like this is the first time that he's going to work for another company it's not his own failed attempt at success which for all we know could have been a bunch of get rich quick schemes that never worked out yeah. Exactly. Um, but then we go to the night before this big ball, and this is kind of a cute scene. Like Dean and Chris are in the background with the, the ties, and mm-hmm. uh Lorelai and Rory are together, and Lorelai is very concerned over Emily. Yes. Because mm-hmm. Emily can't get has a called a million Emily. times this entire week and suddenly nothing yeah i wonder like i mean because we never see it but like what kind of huge fight they would have had to have had to have emily just like not even answering the phone Mm -hmm. specifically about from lorelei about this party yeah yeah but lorelei being concerned is a really great character moment like growth yeah right um, but this is the same woman who earlier in the episode was laughing at her parents fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So either sh- the seriousness of the situation has clicked for her, or this might be a little out of character. What do you guys think? I mean, she does a big shift through this episode, starting mm-hmm. with like laughing at the fight to where we finally end mm-hmm. with her literally just going over to be a shoulder for her mom if she so wants it um so i think it's it's not so much out of character i think it's just a growth episode for her i'd say it's the seriousness of the situation Mm -hmm. i think it just a we see multiple times throughout the series throughout the series of lorelei will be the first one to pick on her parents and to pick on a to pick a fight with her parents but as soon as somebody else comes in or like, she is also one of the first ones to defend them to outsiders. So I think she does love and yeah. care for them in a way. Um, It's just, mm-hmm. obviously, there is a lot of tension, a lot of toxicity, a lot of bad history there that it takes a while for her to be like, oh, this isn't a spat. This is an actual fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, while this is happening, Dean and Chris are 
uh, doing the bow ties. And mm-hmm. Dean asked Chris, so how do you know how to do this? Right. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, like, no offense to Dean. This is the writing here. But that's such a stupid question. Yeah. There's no such thing as like- a stupid question, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Even if the like, answer is obvious and literally smacked in your face three times already in this episode. I think asking Christopher Hayden, how did you learn to tie a bow tie right? might be the only stupid question in the world. <laughs> um, hey, how do you know how to do this thing that you've been indoctrinated in since you were a baby? Hmm. And, yeah. and let me think. Even if Dean does not know that Chris has been indoctrinated into this since he was a child, they have been talking the entire time he was there about how he did that he as a child. With about yep. how this was their life when they were teenagers. These conversations are had yeah. directly in front of you, Dean. And I have it's not a background, it's a foreground thing that I just wanted to point out. So one of my absolute favorite things from 90s and early 2000s television, and it is when characters order Chinese food and there are just like a hundred boxes of of those like little white takeout boxes. I, when I order takeout Chinese these days, I get to order one dish and (laughs) one appetizer and that's like three hours worth of work. You know, like, the amount of money that it costs to buy Chinese, but oh, it looks so good. I'm literally having Chinese tomorrow because of this episode. I might be, too. Um, <laughs> guys, for a second, picture yourself as 16-year-olds. You have your first boyfriend, your first partner, and you're there with your parents, and he's leaving. Does he kiss you on the mouth goodbye? You know, I did see that, and I did briefly question it. I mean, I think it flies with Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like a cool mom. And I think... Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been able to In my do family, it. no. But I would agree. Lorelai has set up the vibe of, this is a cool house. You don't have to hide this from us. And Chris has essentially... Right, if you're making out on the couch. ...come in and, and done the exact same thing of, yeah. I'm the cool dad. So, in the previous... Christopher episode, he didn't seem to be so cool. Wait, I might be mixing this up with Max. Yeah, the only other time Never we've mind. seen Max I am was mixing it up with Max. Christopher yes. was like, she has a Dean. Yeah. Like, yes, you're right. You're right. And then they went I'm to the sorry. game together. Yeah. No, I did not mean I to mean... mix up Chris and Max. <laughs> it, wow, it's like, like one of them is more of a father figure. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, literally everybody except for Chris is like, Rory shouldn't be dating. Yep. Like, Luke's not into it. Max wasn't oh, into Luke? it. And Chris is like, hell oh yes, Luke's in front of me. I don't Can care. Can you imagine a kiss in, of Dean and Rory in front of Luke? Luke would be like, separate? No. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> Luke it happens, though. Dean out. <laughs> I feel like it happens, though, it might in have, Luke's. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. trying to do that in front of yeah. Richard? No. Oh, no. <laughs> uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. But, I mean, also, uh-huh. I guess... Like, earlier in the episode, one of Rory's reasons for why um, Dean should do this is, remember how much you love me. So, like, they're pretty, I mean, serious for, like, you know, 16-year-olds who Mm -hmm. are dating for the first time. But Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways. (laughs) It's time to come out. (laughs) And it's the ball. Uh, Lorelai looks beautiful. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm so excited to discuss this in fashion, but Lorelai looks stunning. I mean, Lauren Graham, are you like the most beautiful woman alive? It's very possible. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But Emily, actually, Lorelai and Rory arrive before Emily, Mm -hmm. which (laughs) after watching a season and six episodes of this, you know that that doesn't happen usually. No. Yeah, and when they get there, they're supposed to be late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would imagine because Rory's actually one of the participants in the ball that they're probably supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently the first girls got there at dawn or something like that for the lighted mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Rory's hair is already done. Her makeup's already done. Her makeup is done. Um, Yeah. Honestly, I think her hair for her Chilton dance was more intricate than elaborate yeah. for this one. Oh yeah which kind of surprised me and i i mean we'll talk about this when we get to fashion but also just like it's really interesting to look at rory's styling choices and like the styling choices of all the other girls mm-hmm. who are being introduced um for yeah. the fifth time yeah. yeah right i guess maybe for them <laughs> it's they're just this is what they do but yeah rory maybe. comes prepared she just needs to put on her dress and her yeah. gloves and she's good to go and one of her pairs, one of, of her high twelve college. pantyhose. <laughs> yeah. Well, while she's up there and she meets these other girls, she meets this girl Libby, mm-hmm. and Libby's quite a character. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a little drunk on Midori Sour, which, by the way, who there's other better liquors to have, guys. But you're, you're a like teenager. You're, you're literally just yeah. getting what you can get access to. I suppose, but um. The whole concept of you're going to marry your escort comes up. Four out of five Debs marry their escort. What BS statistic is this? That feels like the kind of thing (laughs) that, like, teenagers pass around. You know, like, oh my gosh, four out of five Debs marry their escort. Oh my gosh, then I have to go with Tommy. You know, like... So then she goes to five. This poor girl. She's in five with the hopes that one of them sticks. That's this poor girl is like it. 16 years yeah. old 16. and she's like yeah. trying to plan her wedding life it's like mm-hmm. to be fair i remember being 16 and like doing the same thing like i would have my boyfriends and i would like mrs emily boyfriend's last name here yeah and, you know, it lasts like a month <laughs> move on to the next it's like yeah. i feel like that part's just part of being 16 the midori sour yeah, however was not Probably yeah. also part of being 16. Not for me, um, but everybody has their no, own No, no, me neither. Well, Emily finds Lorelai. They have, like, this kind of cold conversation mm-hmm. where Emily is Emily is in this argument with Richard. Mm-hmm. That's where her mind is at, and it's nowhere yeah. else. Um, and Lorelai's concerned. Mm-hmm. She, she doesn't seem to be... Like, she seems to be taking this harder... Mm-hmm. Than previous fights have taken her, um, and to and then Lorelai starts talking to the DAR people, and Christopher saves her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Chris right now? In this in this particular episode, mm-hmm. um, I think that Chris is finally doing the right thing. Yeah, and it's a shame that it took him literally sixteen years of his daughter's life to get his act together. To the point where he can show up for a single function. 
mm-hmm. and be rewarded um, like he's like doing the most. Well, yeah. it's it's like the whole like prodigal son thing, right? Like mm-hmm. it means so much more that they came back than if he'd been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, I only bring that up because like obviously we get that reveal later on, but right now things between Rich, uh, Richard, things between Christopher and Lorelai are going well. They're very They're going really well. Like I yeah. I totally understand why Lorelai kind of takes it to where she does after after the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because at this point Chris has made no mention of there being a reason <laughs> yeah. for these changes other than I decided it was time to grow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was always Lorelai's yeah. big thing of like you need to grow up to be a part of this family. Yeah. Mhm. Well, as they're dancing um, there's a fight going on, and it's Emily and Richard. Yes, so there is a brief moment before the fight happens mm-hmm. where Dean has arrived, and he goes oh, like yeah. backstage, <laughs> essentially, to to meet up with Rory, um, just to say, like, hey, I want to see you before you come out. And Libby's like, is that your escort? You're so getting Oh my married. gosh, you guys are totally getting married. She can't married. even look him and in the Dean eye. hears it. And honestly, I think that there was an opportunity in this episode for Dean to be the Dean we know him to be, and him to just peace out, right? To hear that <laughs> and be like, I don't want to be a part of this, and just leave. But he doesn't. He is a good boyfriend. Shockingly, the men behave okay-ish. <laughs> well, the two the two younger men behave okay-ish in this episode. But yes, after um, Rory is kind of in the lineup, Ready to go. Christopher has met her and they are arm in arm waiting for her turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the senior Gilmores are just having it out in public. Loudly. Like, it's not even attempted. It's loud. People are turning to look at them. I don't even know if he's drunk. I think he just he doesn't hold, He's care. holding a, a drink. So the implication yeah. is that he might be drunk. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, how he doesn't often care. this family drinks, I don't think. Assuming well, that's his first one and he just got there. Yeah. Because he wasn't bad. even there with Emily. They came separately. Yeah, they came yeah. separately. And then he throws it to Lorelai. Right? Does she ever listen to you, Lorelai? And Lorelai both defends her mother and does not defend her mother in the same breath. Like, I mean, that's fair. You know, she listens somehow with ears and sometimes she's, not with ears. She's trying not to pick <laughs> sides, which when you're like this outside of a fight makes sense. Um, but eventually it comes down to Richard has been taken off an account at work Mm -hmm. and he sees this as the company starting to phase him out to get a younger guy in Mm -hmm. there. And we know that Richard's life is work. Yeah. Right. That is literally Richard's life is working. He's known since he was 12. I understand. He wanted to put on a suit and go to his office. I totally understand. Like, if work is your life and a big thing comes up at work, it can throw off the rest of your life. But I don't think it's appropriate for Richard to have taken it to the level that he has taken it. Especially not at his grandmother's uh, debut. His like, granddaughter's. His granddaughter's. <laughs> granddaughters. I'm sorry. I'm really tired. No, we're all good. Um, he takes a lot of aggression out on Emily for this. And he blames yeah. it for her yeah. for not listening. It's like, no, these are... Like, yes, Emily should be there to support you, but you've been actively not supporting her and her events for weeks, possibly even months yeah. even. So, And it also seems like this is kind of 
new information to mm-hmm. her, like the extent to which he is concerned. Yeah. She knows he was taken off an account and she's like, but you got a promotion. You got a bigger office. I don't understand. Yeah. And there's all of this background he hasn't shared with her about his fears of being replaced. Uh, and eventually. And Emily's uh, response, though, is just, well, so what? Right. And like, yes, I hate to say it, but like Richard's getting close to retiring age. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so what? retire you guys have money yeah yeah but i also understand that his life is work we also know what happens when he does retire (laughs) well we'll get (laughs) yeah but yeah yeah, what's so sad is that rory literally has to come over and interrupt them and that leads you to believe that they're fighting so loudly that she hears them upstairs Yeah. yeah she because she literally comes from upstairs when she is introduced Mm -hmm. So she had to run down because she thought, uh-oh, the people who are going to be cheering for me are actively engaged elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I need to step in. Yeah. They and, look so ashamed. Yeah. And honestly, they should be. Oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we get Rory presented. She does the um, fan Christopher, dance. Christopher. Yeah. Christopher walks her down the stairs and then Dean grabs her hand. Um, and then she does the fan dance. Well, Dean smiles and, I will say, and looks like he's Dean happy smiles. to be there. He looks so cute. Dean yeah. does a really good job at this particular moment mm-hmm. of being an escort. I can't give him any credit for anything before or anything after, but in this moment, he does what is needed. And then, yes, there is a fan dance where all of the debutantes, like, walk in a circle kind of like chicken dance style and like wave their fans up and down to a and... really creepy song <laughs> the line is literally thank god for little girls yeah yeah which i mean as somebody who is almost 30 now 16 year olds are pretty darn young yeah however they're not little these 16 year olds are not little girls um but before this this scene ends we do have emily and lorelei next to each other and emily says that should have been you up there mm-hmm. nothing's turning out the way it's supposed to right and at first you see lorelei's face of like anger mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. of like oh this this conversation again mm-hmm. but yeah. then that second line kind of breaks her heart yeah and i think the the viewer's heart as well it's such a sad line well and it feels like there's a lot more behind what she's saying than what one would initially think like initially it feels like she's saying that because of lorelei's lost teenage and adulthood having getting pregnant and then also what's happening with richard it just it feels like a lot heavier like there might be other stuff behind the scenes going on that's not mentioned Mm -hmm. yes and lorelei i mean lorelei picks up on Mm -hmm. that and it definitely directly impacts her actions for the rest mm-hmm. of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So um, after the the ball, we do get that scene of them walking through Stars Hollow, and it's Chris and Rory and Lorelai and Dean, yeah, like, standing next to each other. Um, and there's this really creepy. I'm gonna say creepy conversation about Christopher being a hot dad, and if. If it was, he, if he was her stepdad, not, like if he was her stepdad, then he at least someone yeah. stole him, him from your mom. 
I totally understand a bunch of 16-year-old girls being like, oh my gosh, he's the hot dad. Totally fine. I right? had my yeah, I have been there about my dad and it oh, freaked absolutely. me out every time. I was <laughs> like, no, shut your mouth. <laughs> but to then be like, too bad he's not your stepdad, that took it a little bit further than my friends that I certainly ever right? did. <laughs> but I love this, like, after party kind of walk through town that they do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Rory's got her jean jacket on. Um, and they are hungry. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girls are going to be eating, but Dean is like, I want to go <laughs> change yeah, out of this tux. Yeah. And then Chris also kind of takes that opportunity to be like, well, I also need to, need to go because I have work. Yeah. Yeah. They have this moment with, uh, Chris and Lorelai have a moment where they're like, Boston's not too far away. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai basically tells Christopher, she kind of throws okay herself if you at him. Swing by more often. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of like implying, hey, if you're going to be close and you're going to be part of our lives again, I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with you like being a romantic part of my life again mm-hmm. because they have a kiss. Yeah. So this is the first time Christopher cheats on Sherry. Yeah. Yeah. Because then he says, actually, there's someone mm-hmm. in Boston. And it's and Sherry. It's, it pisses me off that he waits until after they kiss. Right? To tell oh, yeah. Her. Yeah. Like, you can clearly see where this conversation is going. Like, Lorelai is kind of straight up throwing herself at him. And he does yeah, not say she's... anything until after he get what, gets what he wants, I guess. And Chris and Sherry are not just together, but they're living together. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. A life together. And what he says is that well, she would have left me if I didn't get it in my life together. And it's like... I did it for her. Yikes. That is... Yeah. That is harsh. That's like the... That's the worst thing thing you could say. When you... Right? Yeah. Like, when you break up with someone because they can't be what you want them to be, and you say, I'm choosing me, I'm doing what's right for me, to see them go and turn their life around and do the things that you begged of them... With a different partner, it's like the biggest gut punch. But it really is. Lorelai handles it with, I mean, a fair amount of grace. Oh, yeah. She just kind of, oh, and okay, accepts and moves on. And then it's time for burgers at Luke's. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Rory's eating a burger. It's one of the cutest little scenes where yeah. uh, Lorelai, the entire episode, was making fun of like, this is how he does it. You have to do it like yeah. Can't run. And um he can't eat a hamburger that way and she just pops her little pinky up. <laughs> so cute. Um, and now she's fancy. It's a great moment. <laughs> but that's um, not the best part of this scene. No, it's not. <laughs> well before we get there, um, Rory knows about Sherry. Mm-hmm. Right? And she says it right away to Lorelai. So I almost feel like she found out during the, walk? the ball. Or yeah, or the ball. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Like and while they were dancing or something. Mm-hmm. But imagine if he would have found that out. Like, if Lorelai would have found it out through Rory. Like, yeah, after the Chris. kiss had happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. That yeah. would have been Icky. so bad. Um, but yes. Luckily that doesn't happen. <laughs> there is a good scene coming up. Yes. Uh, one of not many in this episode. Not gonna lie. Um, and it is... <laughs> Luke and Lorelai are talking 
And then Lorelai just kind of looks behind him and sees this teenage boy in Jess flannel. Mariano, <laughs> wearing He's flannel essentially and a doing a Luke cosplay. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> yes. It's Halloween. Oh, love how big Luke. Luke's shirt is. I love Luke. this so much because in my absolute headcanon is that Jess did this because the Gilmore Girls were back. Oh, yeah, he I, waited yeah. until they got there. This is, because it's not like Luke has seen this earlier in the day. I mean, it's assumed yeah. that Jess came back at some point, at the very least after school, to yeah. help. So he saw them mm-hmm. coming down the street, went upstairs, and changed into his Luke outfit. And it's I definitely, mean, it's so like, Luke's funny. clothes. Yeah. You know yeah, Jess doesn't so want huge. those clothes. It's so fun. But it's just a um, great moment. Luke saying, I'm ignoring you, you do not exist, and then Jess <laughs> trolling him with, like, the pepper and salt. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just being like, I hate you. Go upstairs. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. And is it just me or do Jess and Rory share? Oh, they share a couple a look. glances. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can. Well, because they're. Yeah. You can already see, like, Lorelai's annoyance with it. Because if Lore, if Jess had not come in the way that he did and, like, offended Lorelai literally right off the bat, um, Lorelai would have found this hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a bit of a chip on her shoulder. But luckily, Lorelai actually ends this episode, I think, on a strong note. Yeah. Um, our very mm-hmm. last scene is Lorelai arrives at her parents' house unannounced, uh, unexpected. Mm-hmm. Emily is gardening. She's clipping some flowers in the backyard. And Lorelai essentially just says, like, I'm here to talk. If you want. Yeah. And to hang out. Emily is floored. <laughs> I think Emily is it's very really touched scene. by it, though. Like, it, yeah. mm-hmm. it's kind of implied because the scene kind of just ends without her really saying anything. But I think this is kind of the first time we see Lorelai just reaching out to reach out say, yeah. without there being some kind of huge fight between her and Emily to cause it. Like, we saw her reach yes. out with the veil with the whole Max thing. But mm-hmm. this is the, yeah, this is the first time I I think we truly see how much she does care for Emily. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's kind of a turning point, And hopefully, admittedly, I haven't watched these episodes in a while, but hopefully it continues. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that eventually it's going to go the other way. But, mm-hmm. like, until then, I do hope that we see a rise in Lorelai and Emily having a better relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I think something that possible? the three of us have all talked about is like it how nice it is to have like a friendship with your mom, especially as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um and that's something that Lorelai and uh Emily don't have, mm-hmm. but throughout this series we kind of watch them have moments of working towards, you know, being almost friends. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's uh that is episode six. <laughs> so who would you guys give Towns Person of the Week to? <sighs> okay, I have a very controversial one that I'm going to immediately say no to. <laughs> like, I'm going to say no to myself. Okay. Oh, no, I think I already know what you're going to say. Don't even let the words come out of your mouth. <laughs> but I need I need to at least acknowledge it. Okay. 
does Dean deserve Townsperson of the Week? No. <laughs> okay. Then no. <laughs> no. No, Sandra. Because he he's going to make her watch BattleBots, which is a pretty <sighs> yeah. cool show. I mean, not Rory's jam, but because he's going to force her to do something for, for an one extended night. amount of yeah, time. Yeah, the bartering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I had to at least bring it forward. <laughs> I think. I think it's Lorelai. I agree. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, she turns her ideas around about the whole coming out being introduced for Rory's sake. Mm-hmm. She tries to be a good daughter, which is not usually her forte. Right. She welcomes Chris into their home. Um, yeah, a little too well. Lorelai's, <laughs> yeah, a little too well, but I'd say Lorelai. I has agree. A, yeah. I think it's Lorelai. Yeah, she has a good episode. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the yeah. Chris part, and also she looked real hot. So yeah, she looked amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm excited to talk about fashion. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations, Lorelai. Yes, and uh, up next we have references with Sandra. Alright, so for today's references, I figured, first and foremost, we need to talk about Metallica, right? <laughs> Jess comes downstairs with the shirt, um, with the skull, and eating the eye, whatever it is. Um, Metallica <laughs> is a heavy... Shirt. Yeah. Metallica is a heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. They were formed in 1981. Um, so they've been around for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um still going strong and they're no they're known for their fast tempo tempos the aggressiveness of their lyrics mm-hmm. um let's say shouting <laughs> there's a lot of uh shouting <laughs> and um <laughs> so what i want to talk about metallica is i don't know if you guys remember but this is around a time where napster was a thing oh, oh yeah gosh, you guys remember napster Oh yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Napster was like like LimeWire, which I <laughs> was similar. Uh peer-to-peer filing sharing system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, there was no streaming. Um so you would have to upload CDs and then share those uploads with other people and the music industry was not happy with that. We were so all Metallica. pirates. Also, you were taking your computer's life in your hands every time you did it. Oh, every time. <laughs> or yeah. you would watch a movie in like 15 parts. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> it was real bad. <laughs> um, yeah. But Dark Metallica was led the case against Napster, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a weird moment because Metallica was this heavy metal band who doesn't give a beep about anyone. Well, except for their money and themselves. So, well, like the whole, which, which is fair. The whole like yeah. big eighties rock band and stuff. Like, if I remember correctly, is all mm-hmm. like about sticking it to the man, kind of metal, yes. and kind of yes. downloading music from Napster is your way of sticking it to the man. And then McCall exactly. says, "Like that's why Don't it was do controversial." That. 
Um, and it, it reminds me now of a more recent thing is like Taylor Swift being like, you know, streaming doesn't give money. Spotify, mm -hmm. I think. To or... yeah, no, yeah, it was Spotify. So like, artists are still going through this. Mm -hmm. However, at the time, it was seen as a little hypocritical because Metallica was the stick it to the man band. Mm -hmm. Um, in two thousand three. Napster finally became a pay-to-use service, but by then nobody was using it. We had other places. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah. By then we had like LimeWire, Lime or um, <laughs> Kazaa was one I used a lot of. I don't know if you guys ever. Heard I have that. never heard that before. It's key. It was K A Z A A. Pure volume. Yeah. No, we all had our <laughs> yeah. weird little places on the internet where we exactly. stored and got um, our internet music. <laughs> honestly, Gen Z has it so much easier. Gosh, yeah, you guys oh, do. Yeah. Than the viruses we had to give ourselves. Anyways, um, Metallica actually has released 10 studio albums, uh, four live albums, a cover album. They've had 37 singles in their time and 39 music videos. Um, they have won nine Grammys, been nominated 23 times. Dang. And they're listed at number 61 on the 100 graded artists of all time, according to Rolling Stones. Wow. So okay. they're a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. um, it makes sense that Jess would be listening to them. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He is. Yeah. They're like an angry little band and Jess is an angry little man. So like, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Um. But up next, I did want to talk about Spinal Tap. <laughs> so, um, Rory's describing the fact that she went out into the patio and Lorelai says, Rory, that's like accepting the position as the drummer in Spinal Tap. Which is a horrible thing now, to do. <laughs> Spinal Tap is, uh, is a fictional band. It's also a metal band, right? Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, just connecting the two things. Again, I feel like Lorelai should like the metal, like Metallica shirt more. Yeah. Right? She's even mentioning a metal oh, great band. band. Whatever. I mean, well, before yeah. Jess goes upstairs, or when he goes upstairs, like, great band, gross shirt. True. So, but anyways, uh, so Spinal Tap um, was actually from a mockumentary called This is Spinal Tap that came out in 1984. And in this fictional history of Spinal Tap and includes a succession of drummers all of which have died from like very strange circumstances uh, like one of them dies from a gardening accident the other one chokes on someone else's vomit um, <laughs> and one person or no actually two of them spontaneously combust so, I love this um, movie I've seen this movie <laughs> uh, just for our listeners I mentioned it before we started recording but this is a fantastic movie uh, basically, you do not want to be a drummer for this band, and uh, so that's what Lorelai kind of attributes uh, Rory going onto the patio to. This is also where the and, reference "Turn It Up to Eleven comes from. Is from this movie. Yes. So my last reference is honestly the most famous of references, but they said no one puts baby in a corner, and obviously that's Dirty Dancing. I thought it was the Fall Out um, Boy song. <laughs> it's no? also a Fall Out Boy song. No, um, Dirty Dancing is a movie from 1987. It starred Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jennifer Grey played Baby. Um, and you know who else was in it? Kelly Bishop, 
who plays Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the mom, actually. Yeah. And uh, it tells the story of Baby, a young woman who falls in love with her dance instructor, Johnny, at a v- vacation resort. It is a very good movie. It is a little iffy with age differences, especially considering Baby is technically a minor. And we really have she's no 70. idea how old Patrick Swayze is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I assume no. mid-20s. <laughs> Definitely. He's well, a Patrick Swayze was born in 1952, and Jennifer Grey was born in 1960, so eight years older. Yeah. For That's... real life ages. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there has been um, mentions of the fact that Patrick and Jennifer kind of hated each other while they were filming this. They had a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. So the tension that you see in Dirty Dancing between the two characters is real life. Yes. Right. They used to film them as they rehearsed for the movie and they put that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love so that. a lot of that tension is just them. Yeah. The actors. So, but anyways, I just wanted to mention this movie because Kelly was in it. Yeah, so Baby is 18. Uh, Johnny, so Patrick Swayze, his character is supposed to be 24. Oh, wow. I well, thought she was 17. 18. I think she said luckily, it's the I summer mean, she turns 18. I think she says in the... So maybe she had a birthday around the same in that. I'm not mm. sure. Yeah. But what I do know is that this movie was directed by Kenny Ortega. And Kenny Ortega has directed a bunch of Gilmore Girls episodes. And some of the more famous ones are directed by him. Ooh. So we're going to keep a lookout for any um, Kenny Ortega mo- um, episodes. Yeah. But yeah. You said that. that I was like, was that references. name is really familiar. I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> oh, he also uh, directed high school all musical. the High School Musical okay, no, that's stuff. not why. <laughs> I never watched those. I think just seeing it in the credits. Of Gilmore uh, Girls. Cheetah Girls. I did watch that. The Descendants. I watched that recently, actually. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Have you not seen? Okay, the next time we have a movie night, it's High School Musical. Like, how yes. have you not seen this movie? <gasps> By choice. He directed the 1992 Newsies with Christian Bale. Ooh. <laughs> you haven't. Watched he has it. directed eleven of uh, the Gilmore Girls episodes. Fun. And like, they're like the big ones, like. Um, you jump, I jump, Jack. I believe is by him. Okay. Um. So yeah, we'll see his his name again. Cool. But yeah, so those were the references this week, and after references, we have a song Emily wants to tell us tell us about. Books, movies, and music with Emily. So the song for this episode that we're doing is the song that Jess, or I wish, the song that Dean and Roy are dancing to at Miss Patty's when learning how to waltz. It's called The Way You Look Tonight. It's a very famous song. If you have not heard it outside of Gilmore Girls, I'd honestly be really very surprised. It is an absolutely huge song. It was initially in a written in a movie called Swing Time that came out in 1936. This oh, wow. song is 85 years old. Wow. Okay. It was initially performed by Fred Astaire. The version of the song that we hear now, back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, when crooners were huge, Fred Astaire um, 
Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby. Um, it was very common for artists to basically make their own versions of all of these mm-hmm. songs. So honestly, a lot of the songs that you hear from that time frame are most likely you are not hearing the original version. This song was so popular when the year that it came out in 1936 that there were two other versions released that same year. One by Guy Lombardo and then another one with um, the Teddy Wilson band with Billie Holiday. And that was that year alone. Oh, wow. The version that we hear is the most popular version by Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Which, in my high school years and early 20s, like, I was a sucker for Frank Sinatra. There's there's history with me, too, um, because that I used the to dance eyes. with my grandpa to Frank Sinatra songs all the time when I was, like, real Aww. little. So he has a special place in my heart. If you ever look up Frank Sinatra, he was not mm-hmm. a good person at all. Yeah, most of them weren't. Um, I was in love with Bing Crosby for many years, yeah. and then I read oh, about him. Yeah. Um, he no. had... Yep. He had ties to the mafia. John Lennon um, for me. He was abusive, a serial adulterer. There were there are many things to not like about him personally, but he had a hell of a voice. Um, yes. His version was released in 1964 with the Nelson Riddle Orchestra. Frank Sinatra also has very many other famous songs, and just in case you haven't heard with a, heard of heard of them, heard of him. Um, Come Fly With Me, The Way You Look Tonight is the big one. Um, My Way was another song that I loved, but My Way was performed in the movie Sing by Seth MacFarlane, who he played the, he played the mouse character, Mike. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mike's character was based on Frank Sinatra. (laughs) Seth Mm -hmm. MacFarlane also did voice lessons with the same couple that trained Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I was going to say, like, isn't Seth's thing that besides, like, you know, family guy, mm-hmm. is that he's a really good singer? Oh, yeah. He he is very, very, very well trained, very professionally mm-hmm. trained in the crooner kind of mentality or type of singing. Um, and, yeah, it was who it was a couple who taught him, um, who also taught Frank Sinatra. Seth MacFarlane, like you said, famous for Family Guy, um, American Dad. Mm-hmm. No, a thousand Oracle, ways to die in the west or, 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 orville oh god yeah yeah something like that <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna bring it back to gilmore girls in case y'all didn't know seth MacFarlane guest stars in a future episode mm-hmm. i'm gonna re- reference in, him that day yep in the episode where lorelei graduates from business school he is one of one of her classmates that is also graduating so i wanted to bring that one because it was like full circle <laughs> mm-hmm. brings it back to gilmore girls <laughs> nice. um but yeah so that was a song, The Way You Look Tonight, initially yeah, performed definitely. by Frank Sinatra in 1936, which blew my mind. Crazy. Um, this particular version being, or I'm sorry, initially sang by Fred Astaire in 1936. This version that we hear by Frank Sinatra in 1964. But after media, so in this case, this week, a song, we have Fashion with Jess. Making fashion choices, making fashion choices, making fashion choices with Jess. Yay! Alright. So, this episode we finally have some, like, real fashion to talk about. I feel like we've been in a little bit of a fashion slump over the last couple of episodes. Um, but, obviously, Mm -hmm. some big fashion moments. Uh, besides, we'll get to the gowns. I think we'll save that for last. 
a few key pieces. We've already talked about Jess's Metallica shirt and Jess's uh, Luke cosplay, which I think are both very fun looks. Um, I did want to point out what Lane was wearing in this episode mm-hmm. because we see her so rarely and it's like always a surprise to see her outside of a button up. Um, but she is wearing a blue and green long sleeve shirt uh, with flared jeans, which I don't know if that would be Mrs. Kim approved. She does have like a camisole under the V-neck. Um, I just every time I see her in something normal, I think I hope she doesn't have to change before she goes home. Um, yeah. I also wanted to point out um, mm-hmm. Lorelai's outfit in the scene where she and Christopher dance is incredible. If she did not have the outfits that she has later in this episode, um, this would have been my best dress by far. It's a brown sleeveless turtleneck with a brown floral short skirt and her tall boots. Um, whenever we see Lorelai do monochromatic brown with the tall boots, like it's instantly a win. She looks incredible. She looks great in earth tones like that. Um, and it was just, it was a great. It very much reminds me of the date night when they double date oh, yes. Max. She's a very similar yes. outfit on. Yeah. And is that the same outfit where she's not wearing any underwear? Um, I think so, yeah. Okay, because that's that's another, like, monochromatic kind of, like, brown look. Um, But then, mm-hmm. of course, also Christopher is wearing, like, a brown v-neck sweater, and so they just match perfectly, and it's, like, the most beautiful couple. I can't deny it. Um, But <laughs> let's get to the good <laughs> stuff. The good stuff being uh, the big introduction coming out dance party looks. Um, So we'll talk about Rory's first. Rory is, like all of the other devs, uh, wearing a big, poofy white gown. And something that I thought was really interesting and I wanted to bring up is that Rory is wearing Lorelai's dress Mm -hmm. uh, that she was supposed to wear approximately 16 years ago, right? Yeah. However, do they say that? Yeah, I so totally it's Lorelai's it. dress. Oh, and wow. the thing that I think is really interesting is that Rory's dress looks like every other girl's dress. Oh, it should be a little. She doesn't look like she's in an old yeah. style. She doesn't look like she's out of place. Like, apparently the dresses for this function have not changed in over a decade. They're all still essentially wedding dresses well i do want to mention that later on when we get to dear richard and emily the dress that lorelei tries on is not this dress she has Mm. sleeves and everything it is not yeah it had like cap sleeves and yeah so i mean but i i think that they they say that this is her dress in okay cool i was like how did i imagine that but uh, yes. So I think it's an interesting look. Rory's is specifically a s- spaghetti strap, but they're kind of like eyelash lace spaghetti straps with a corseted bodice and then just a very full poofy skirt. And all of the other girls mm-hmm. are essentially wearing a variation on this exact same mm-hmm. dress. Like if you look at all of them as they walk by, they all have the same bodice. They all have the same bottom. Generally, it's the sleeves that you can tell them apart. Um and I had made a, a mention to Rory's styling. I think with the simplicity of her dress on top, she doesn't have a poof sleeve. She doesn't have a fancy neckline or collar. I think they could have done something really pretty with her hair down with this particular dress. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think with her hair up the way it is, it almost feels too plain. Um, I mean, she's stunning, so she looks great. But I just think if I had been styling this look, um, I might have done even like a half updo, just something that was long to kind of Well, maybe that was it. on purpose, because they do mention like um, the grandmother's saying like, let's do your uh, the hairdresser or whatever. And it's already like a no. Yeah. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe they were just avoiding. Yeah. I would have loved to yeah. have seen how Emily's well, hairdresser yeah. would have done it. Um, and then been a TR. Uh, I will also mention Emily's. Yes. I will also mention Emily's outfit for this event, which I thought was um, very pretty as well. She has a kind of shimmery brown floor length gown with a brown uh, embellished blazer with sequins on it. Uh, it feels, you know, kind of age appropriate. She kind of matches what the other women of her age are wearing at this function. Um, but I love the earth tones. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's always all like Gilmore Girls is the perfect fall fashion show. When they do earth tones, yes. When Lorelai dresses like a teenager, <laughs> not so much. Um, and then let's talk about the standout piece of the episode which I think is Lorelai's mm-hmm. dress. Lorelai looks mm-hmm. phenomenal. She has this, I couldn't tell if it was a deep purple or a deep blue, um, but it's a strapless gown with a leather trim that goes across her chest. And it has buckles, three buckles on one side under her arm. And it's just like the perfect mix of a little bit badass and like a little bit elegant. And it fits her like a glove. Um, she looks incredible. She also has done a, a pulled back ponytail. It's very sleek. The one thing about this dress, I don't know if you guys noticed, when we see the full body shots of her and Emily and Richard fighting, is that this dress is like maybe two inches too short. It just... I was going to say for her It's a little bodice, bit too short. It's just a little too tight. <laughs> Like, if it was just let go a it little bit more. It is very fitted. Um, but I agree with the shortness, yeah. 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 It's like she had it tailored, but yeah. not with her shoes on. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm 5'8", and I've, you know, I'm on the taller-ish side, so I've always had that problem with, like, homecoming dresses or prom dresses, trying to get them long enough, but that's always been a pet peeve of mine, is when there's just, like, a little bit too much toe showing. <laughs> um Guys, I can't wait till the three of us to get get together, and I'm like a solid six to ten inches shorter than both of you. Yeah, uh, my entire yeah, life, same. my two best friends are like five two. <laughs> so, my, my two best friends are like five eight, yeah. and five ten. That's the way so, like, it is. I'm used to but, it. But. So, as far as um, giving out my like awards, I would say that uh, Lorelai's best dressed with her ensemble the purple dress with the leather trim i thought it was gorgeous um item i li- <laughs> item i would like to steal it's actually what miss patty is wearing during the dance scene she's got this incredible uh like crushed velvet robe gown it's tied it's got flowy long sleeves it just looks like it would be fun to like prance around the house and feel like <laughs> rich in um and we know that patty isn't rich but it just gives off that vibe and then i didn't think anybody was worse dressed i think that everybody looked all right this episode do you guys have any other fashion i have something i want to steal yeah lorelei's like is this like a baseball shirt is that what they're called like 
Yeah, yeah. the sleeves are a different um, color. And like it's like yeah. lace in the front. I thought it was really cute. <laughs> it was it would be something that I would yeah. wear um just like normally, just as a casual thing. That's yeah. Cute. I am a sucker for baseball mm-hmm. tees. They're super cute. <laughs> the lace up mm-hmm. the lace up would have turned me off mm-hmm. on it. I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, but in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Um, and then worst dress, but like playfully, would be Jess in the flannel. Because mm-hmm. he just like swam in it. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't fit the vibe. Yeah. It's a good try, but only Luke can really pull that off. <laughs> but it was still time. a great look. Oh, you know, uh, sorry. I want to back up a little bit. I, ha- I have a different worst dress. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Emily, in the very last scene, is wearing, like, khakis and a tucked-in button-up. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it just reminds me very, very much of, like, the first time we see Emily, where they're Ooh, just, like, interesting. making oh, yeah. her look old. Mm-hmm. And Emily looks mm-hmm. so amazing, literally in every other scene in this episode. That that particular scene, I was like, what? Like, I understand she's gardening, but... I like their hat, though. Like, there are other choices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why somebody would garden in nice khakis and a nice button-up is beyond me. But she's kind of doing, like, the rich person gardening where you just clip the flowers and then the yeah. servants do the other stuff. Well, Emily does own sweats. No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Well, I guess we kind of see that much, 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 much later on. 20 years Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after fashion, we have Stars Hollow Speaks. Okay, so for Stars Hollow Speaks, um, we got a, a bunch of nice comments on our recent post for our last episode, which of course was the Jess episode. Um, so first off, from Watercolor for fifteen, they say I was surprised that one. Oh my god! Wait, this person agrees with me, guys. Okay, <laughs> the bus pulls right in front of Luke's diner. How convenient! That is true. Um. Two, that a bus supposedly from New York City would stop in Stars Hollow versus Hartford. Thank you. And three, that so many people get off the bus from New York City to Stars Hollow. Agreed. Um, <laughs> enjoying your podcast. I'm watching along with you. Thank you so much for validating my crazy, what the hell is going on with this bus? <laughs> Thoughts. Um, but up next, we also got a comment from Taisha, who I love very much. She, they're constantly commenting and they're very nice. Um, they said, such a great episode, ladies. So excited that Jess has arrived. I, I agree. I think, uh, Us Jess too. is a nice air, uh, fresh air <laughs> of sarcasm. <laughs> yes. We have another comment on Instagram from Kep15. She says, love this episode. So happy it's final here. I can't wait to listen to it, girls. Yay, um, we you. did get another review on Apple Podcasts. So again, thank you guys so much. Um, this is from Renee Mack. She says, everyone who knows me has been subjected to a minimum of five Gilmore Girls references and monologues. And I love listening to a group group of people who just get it. <laughs> love so, that. Most people who know me have probably been subject to the same thing, so <laughs> I get it. Oi with the poodles already. Right? Thank you so much for the review and for the rating. Um, that's, again, I know we've said it a hundred times before, but that's what helps get our podcast out there is these things on Apple Podcasts, um, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, we also got a combination of comments and emails from Zephron's Ninja. So they commented... 
Yay, also glad you're bringing up 9-11 because the timeline fits from when Jess left New York City to come to Stars Hollow when the episode came out. And then in the email, they said, um, you brought up an interesting point of 9-11 not being brought up on the show in this episode, and it does make me wonder if it was because the episode was filmed before it occurred, or maybe it just didn't tonally fit with the show. Regardless, the episode first aired a month and a half after 9-11, and it is interesting to think about. If it they also if said, it was filmed, oh, I mean, if it was released a month after 9-11, then it was definitely filmed way before that. Um, it yeah, would have been so yeah, it aired November 6th. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, but it is interesting that that comment was there then in the church announcement mm-hmm. board. So, oh, yeah, don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's almost like tensions were already yeah. high. Um, <laughs> Uh, Zephron's Ninja also said, I also really appreciated the discussion about Jess and his home life in New York City. So thank you for doing that. And I'm glad that we did that, too, because I don't think I really thought about it as deeply when I was originally mm-hmm. watching, you know, as a young teenager. Yeah. But the more you think about it, the more you realize, like, this is a kid who's really yeah, struggled. Um, he's not just a hot guy <laughs> who's rolled into town. He's a kid who's come in with some some trauma. Um, and one last little uh, snippet or tidbit that Zephron Zinja has provided us Uh they shared a little fanfic Ooh. with us. And as I already mentioned, uh, you know, I have in my head the fanfics I would have written. And this is a Jess slash Rory fanfiction. So if anybody is interested, um, Zephron's Ninja knows where the good ones are at. Heck yeah. Thank you again to everybody who comments, who shares, who likes, who emails, who rates. Everything you do mm-hmm. is helping get our podcast out there and we genuinely cannot thank you enough. I agree completely and thank you so much for um, commenting and for caring about us. I really feel like we've gotten a dedicated audience but I know you guys are all all excited. Coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Um, Two each. Lorelai had two cups. Rory had two cups. So, solid episode. That's, I mean, pretty standard. Mm -hmm. It's mm-hmm. coffee. It's they're having coffee at that point. Mm-hmm. We just have to be glad, honestly. Right? Um, <laughs> I would have figured more coffee because we got a studying scene, and mm-hmm. usually there's coffee there. We got a second Luke scene, mm-hmm. but she had Coke instead of coffee. So like, um, oh. a little less coffee than anticipated. However, still two. Oh, can I make a coffee mm-hmm. comment? You can always make a coffee comment. I noticed when Luke poured the coffee in the they first were Luke freaking scene, empty. The cups? Yeah. Oh. No, he pours, he's like sloshes the coffee in. He doesn't put very much in, but it does not move with the consistency of Ooh. coffee. I think it is clearly flat Diet Coke. Interesting. Well, why diet? Go back and rewatch. I'm going to have to. Why diet? Yeah, why diet? Because I think that was what they drank, right? Wasn't uh, that I, I thought she drank Coke? regular Coke. Maybe I'm. Oh, just, well, maybe regular. But flat mm-hmm. Coke. Period. I thought you like, had a I magical just... power that could tell the consistency between that diet one has and actual diet. No, that's called my <laughs> sense of taste. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was my little coffee. No, secret. I just but noticed two that two, um, the cups were completely empty, which I guess that's why the bean were filled. But mm-hmm. like, you kind of still have dreads if you're actually drinking coffee, but it's fine. This is yeah. a TV show. I'll admit it. Um, but besides that, that was this episode. Guys, it's not my favorite episode. 
of season two. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of favorite episodes. This is not one of them, unfortunately. However, you know, it gave us a little bit of Christopher. Is that a plus? No. <laughs> it gave us a little no, bit of Dean. But it gave Ooh, us that a plus? some of the best Christopher that we're going to get. I think we're figuring out why you didn't like It gave us a really fun Jess scene. It did. Without any drama behind it, too. Yeah. It was just fun him being a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, as always, I have been Jess. And that was Sandra. And I am Emily. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yay. Bye. Bye. Thanks again so much for listening. As always, we do love to hear from our listeners. You can reach us on Instagram at townmeetingpod. Send us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. Or you can now support us at buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting. Thanks, guys.